Welcome to Sales is Not a Dirty Word, the show that proves if it's a fit, it's a fact. I'm your host, revolutionary sales coach, Alicia Barr, the creator of the Matchmaker Sales Method. If you're a done-for-you service provider who's ready to grow your profits and impact without pressure, pitching, or pretending to be someone else, then this is for you. This episode is part of my Natural Sellers short episode series, and it's about more sales calls does not equal more sales. So there is a common philosophy promoted among sales that is really damaging and dangerous, honestly, and it's a very hustle and grind culture. It's the idea that it's a numbers game. And if you're a big corporation that's you know just trying to get anyone you can to be a client, yeah, I agree. Sales is a numbers game. You're just going to have to reach out to a ton of people and see who will take the time to listen to you. And that's definitely true if you're cold calling a bunch of people um, for a big corporation. However, if you're a done-for-you service provider or somebody that has you know, less than 50 clients, then that is not a strategy that's going to lead to success for you. When you talk to just anyone, you're going to be more drained and discouraged and not as quality so that when you do talk to people who are a good fit, you won't show up quality for them because you're dreading the sales calls since you keep talking to all of these um, people who aren't a fit. So it's just like, ugh, am I going to be wasting my time? I don't even want to take this call. It's so much time. It's so exhausting. And the other person can feel that, right? Because sales is an emotional and energy game like no other job. People can feel that. And if you know that the person you're about to talk to is an amazing fit for your service, you're going to be so excited to get on that call. And the other person's going to be able to feel that. So you really want to have that kind of confidence because if you're talking to people who aren't a good fit, then you're a lot of times taking it personally, right? You're thinking, what's wrong with me? I'm terrible at sales. What's wrong with my offer? No one wants my stuff. And it's actually about the people that you're talking to and that you're just not asking questions beforehand. And you definitely don't want to give people the impression that it's like, ew, you're broke. I don't want to talk to you. But also, let's be honest, for the people who can't afford stuff, when you can't afford something, are you trying to have a long t uh, sales conversation about it? No. You're like, if I had only knew that this was something I couldn't afford, I wouldn't have booked this time to talk. It's really for their benefit too. And you, there are ways to offer them resources instead. We're not just telling them like, you're broke, goodbye. And there's other questions that we want to ask besides just what their budget is. So really... The pre-qualification phase is a time that you can sell yourself too. So it's really a missed opportunity to get somebody excited about meeting with you. Because when I work with a client, it's, it's very much about the sales process before the sales call too. So there are videos you can send or um, emails that you can send that are going to help offset common misconceptions when somebody talks to you or common objections. And also the pre-qualification form is part of it. So It'll be another episode when I talk about those other things that have made a big difference. But for this episode, we're going to talk about how to make sure that somebody is a fit for your offer before you even talk to them, just on some basic points, right? And the most common way to do this, the easiest way, I think, is with a form in a calendar scheduler. And there are other ways you can do it if you don't have a form in a calendar scheduler. But I really like calendar schedulers because it's like, hey, instead of us like going back and forth on, do you have 3 p.m. EST on Thursday available or Tuesday at two or whatever, like they can just pick the time in their time zone that's good for them. And you really want them to pick a time first because then they've already looked at their schedule. They're already invested, right? They've already said, okay, I'm committing to this day and time. And then you want to have the questions after that, right? 
And you don't want to have any more than 10 questions or you will have people abandon their forms. And you don't want to have a bunch of like short form answers. Because a lot of times I'll work with clients and before we work together, they'll have these, you know, mini essays required basically for each question. And that also turns into abandoned form fills. So let me give you an example here. Um, when I was working with this client before, she helps people with their content, right? So she helps them dial in their messaging and become really confident on camera and generate leads from social media, right? So before we worked together, she was asking things like, what are your goals? And having short form answers. And people, that's that's definitely a question that you want to talk about on the call. Because I asked her, does somebody's goal change whether you're going to talk to them? No. <laughs> that's how you determine which questions you want to have on that pre-call form. Does this affect whether you're going to meet with them or not because they're no longer a fit for your service? No. That is a sales question that you want to ask during the conversation to have them elaborate more and for you to talk about how to make that possible with your service. So after we worked together, we created multiple choice and it's made a huge difference in people filling out her form and it's stuff that she actually wants to know and it's selling her. So let me give you an example. I can help you start from scratch or multiply the impact and growth of what you're already doing and everything in between quickly, which best describes you. So knowing that, you know, there are some answers here. I have lots of ideas about what to create, but I keep holding back from taking the action I want. I have no idea where to start, but I know that I'm serious about monetizing my brand. This is something that I want to do as a hobby, and I have no intention of monetizing what I create. I already have the basic foundations of my business and brand. However, I'm not getting the results I'd like. It's time to step it up. And these are the types of people that she talks to a lot, right? So she's letting people know, look, I do... I do either of these things and I want to know who you are and references the answers that reflect the type of clients that she brings on, right? So the one who's not really a fit for her is the person who's doing it as a hobby and has no intention to monetize what they create. So if somebody says that, she can reach out and offer some free resources that are going to get them success and traction and say, you know, when you're, if you're ever interested in monetizing this, I can see lots of opportunities too. In the meantime, here are some great resources that are going to really help you make the most of this hobby. So it's not like, ew, gross, you're not going to buy my stuff now. It's like, it's for the other person's benefit as much as yours. If you're not the right person to talk to, they don't want to talk to you either. And remember, you need more criteria than a working credit card. That cannot be the only criteria for a client or you're going to have a lot of unhappy clients, which does happen in the coaching industry. It's kind of an epidemic. They, they bring on people with high pressure sales processes that aren't a fit for the offer because they're not diving into the person beyond figuring out what they can use against them to back them into a corner and make them say yes. The only goal of the conversation is to say yes, instead of having the goal of the conversation be, what are your goals and expectations? And is that realistic? And can I do that for you? And is this a fit? So anyway, another example would be someone who helps med spas. So med spas, they historically, um, are constantly trying to get new leads instead of making the most of the clients that they already have. And they're stuck in a cycle of discounting services. So here's a sale. Um, and that's the only time that somebody comes in is like the special or whatever. And so they're always having to discount their services. And they're also always selling things a la carte. So like one Botox treatment instead of a package of Botox treatments or a package of laser treatments, right? 
So there, when you sell a package, you're able to lock in that repeat client and really increase your profits. So anyway, this is what she helps med spas do. And beforehand, she was asking, you know, what's the URL of your socials? I'm like, do you need to know that? And she's, she says, no. So, okay, let's remove that. Are you a med spa owner or decision maker that carries injectables and lasers? So those were two questions, you guys. <laughs> we want to separate those out. So are you a med spa owner or decision maker? And do you carry injectables or lasers? Because those are the only people that she can help. If they're just selling skincare and facials, she's not going to be able to put, a, put together a package that's going to make sense to really increase their profits because, you know, it'll be like a couple hundred dollars instead of a couple thousand. So what does your current service procedure and or menu include? And describe in detail what laser light technologies, advanced services, and products you currently carry are, right? And describe your goals in detail. And um, these two, I was like, all you need to know is they they have injectables and laser. You didn't, You don't need to know about all the other stuff. And the goals is, again, a question for the sales call. So afterwards... When we revised her prequal form, we have, are you a med spa owner or decision maker? Do you carry injectables and lasers? This is who we work magic for. So we're subtly selling it, right? Do you have a team helping you or is it just you right now? Because if they have a team, then that's what we want to focus on on the sales call because she also helps teams. And how many years have you been doing this? Because we can't have people who aren't even open yet. And what do you need help with? And you can pick multiple and they're all the different results that she gets with somebody. So this is part of what's going to make somebody excited to talk to her because they can get help with getting patients to come in more frequently throughout the year, establishing their med spot as a clear choice over the competition, creating higher price packages, sales training for my staff and me to sell higher price packages. All of these things are going to get excited as they're checking them off. Like, oh my gosh, yes, I want all of these, right? And if somebody doesn't carry injectables or isn't the med spa owner or decision maker, they're able to reach out and let that person know, hey, this isn't the best um, fit right now, you know, and here are some resources that can help you in the meantime. And when you do that in a polite way, people will refer you, people will come back when they are in the right place. You can let them know what that looks like. Okay, when you have injectables and lasers, come back. Right. So when you do that, it's going to have a much better result than having a lengthy sales conversation that you're tired. The other person's tired. You both feel like it was a waste of your time. And, you know, it's frustrating that they're not going to move forward. Or sometimes the other person makes them feel like you're broken. So I don't want to talk to you. And then they're definitely not going to ever refer you or come back. So. I hope this makes sense, you guys. I have a saying that sales stops being a numbers game when you stop treating people like numbers. People are humans. They're mothers, daughters, fathers, sisters, friends, brothers, all the same things that you are. They might have had a good day. They might have had a bad day. They're trying to succeed. They're trying to do what they can to enjoy life. And we're here to see if we can help them do that better with respect to the fact that they are a human just like us, with the same respect that we would want to be treated with in a sales conversation instead of just being looked at as money in somebody's pocket. So when you're able to qualify somebody ahead of time, that's going to make a big difference in how you show up for the call since sales is an emotional and energy game unlike any other, right? The other person can feel if you're excited to talk to them and they can feel if you're like, oh, another sales call, right? 
So you really want to protect your energy and your time and have respect for the other person's energy and time. And they're going to appreciate that. So if you don't have a form for somebody to fill out, then you want to ask some quick questions before talking to somebody, just the ones that are going to make a huge difference. So for example, I'm working with someone who is going to help marketing agencies or solopreneurs that are running paid ads track their ad spend better and know where to invest and have a lot of different metrics in one unified dashboard. So for that to work for her, um, they have to be running paid traffic. So the question she needs to ask before getting on a call with anyone is, are you running paid traffic? Because if she's just getting on the call with anyone and finds out that they're just doing organic traffic or something that's not paid online traffic, that's going to be a massive waste of everybody's time. So this is a process that I take you through understanding who your fit is and what is really important to know. But I hope that this gives you some ideas that you can think about when you think about who's a good fit. And really, I hope it shifts your mindset around pre-qualifying because some people are really scared to do this because they feel like, oh my God, I'm going to have less calls. Yes, you are. And they're going to be with the right people. And that's a really good thing. You're going to sell so much more talking to fewer of the right people than a large number of the wrong people because it drains your energy, your emotions, et cetera. And it makes you not excited and you don't show up quality on the call and the other person can feel that. So it's for both of you. It's a transparent way to communicate and it's going to make a lot better use of your time and help you sell a whole lot more. So I hope this was helpful. It's a good stopping point for us. And we've reached the end of another episode of sales is not a dirty word. And if you want me to talk to you about this or anything else in your sales process that you feel like might not be serving you or you're not sure what it is, then please book a sales quick fix call. I will review a recorded call of yours or a script or just talk it through with you and identify the top three things you can do to immediately convert your sales because it's really easy for me to spot when I look at it. So with that, I will see you on the next episode and have a beautiful day.